I call them anarchists. Because believe me, we have plenty of anarchists. They don't want to talk about the anarchists. Welcome to Rebel Time Radio. My name is Dan. We got a night loaded with political punk rock and maybe some ska and hardcore to back that up. Uh, got an interview tonight with Alien Boys, but first here's a brand new song with Propagandi. The song's called Failed Imagineer. You're on 102.7 CKMS Radio Waterloo.
Hey, welcome back to Rebel Time Radio. That was Alien Boys with Don't Shoot. And we started that set with a brand new song from, I don't know, the most best punk band ever. No, maybe that's not too far. Anyway, that was from Propagandy, uh, the song called Failed Imagineer. Um, this is the second song they released from that album, Victory Lap. I'm really looking forward to it. Pardon me. Uh, got an interview here I did with uh, Alien Boys the other day. They played a show in Waterloo, and I gotta say, it was awesome. They they ripped really hard, um, and and I was so excited to see them. And yeah, I, I was really really impressed with the quality of the music and the, their live performance. Everybody was in there in the room just dancing away, having a great time. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, got an interview here with the Alien Boys. The sound quality is a little bit not so great. <laughs> Just ignore the people in the background. So I'm going to play this interview now. Uh, it's with uh, Aaron and Sarah from Alien Boys. Here it is. I'm Aaron, I'm the guitar player in Alien Boys. And uh, I'm Sarah, I'm the vocalist of Alien Boys. Great, okay. Um, so Alien Boys, how did Alien Boys come here? Todd died. Yeah. No, they were already a band before I met them. I mean, there was like a couple of years before. Yeah. Well, then they were long ago. Or not many. A couple jams that we had done before. How many jams was it? Three. They had three jams. <laughs> and then they invited me to come jam with them. And that was about a few months after Todd died, and I had nothing better to do but stare at us. I think I heard you weren't going to play music for a while. That was my plan. Actually, that, my plan was to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Why? How come you jam? I was. Um, because I thought these were very cool people that I could drink beer with twice a week and play local shows with and work with. Hey, here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> Not even in a local show at this point. So you must have liked it enough to stay for a while, anyway. Yeah, so you went from like a local band to touring now. Yeah. That was quick too, right? Uh, it's been about two years now. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you're used to like connections around Canada set up a tour. Yeah, right, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a really fun stuff. Um, this um, this is supposed to be an amateur question. I like looked up how to do interviews for bands, and they're like, "Don't ask about the name of the band." No, <laughs> ask, please ask. Okay, so it kind of bothers me when you get like all women in a band, and they always got to reference their gender in the band name, which is like kind of a, like irritant for me when I first joined. But actually, it's the na- um, name of a song by a band called The Wipers. Yeah, we weren't trying to be clever or anything. Okay. The gender okay. thing. But that sort of turned out to be a part of how we get perceived often. Yeah. Which yeah. is why uh, sometimes when we're performing live uh, our songs, Critical Theory, uh, one of my favorite things to shout is. Isn't it weird that we're called Alien Boys when we're a bunch of fans? Isn't that crazy? Can somebody please ask us about that after the show? Because that would be really great. Because it really it makes us deeply happy. But I think it's a, I mean, it is interesting that it turned out to be that way. Because um, it, it just leads itself to, to more, of a, more of a perspective of like, are you an all female band, or are you an all queer band, or are you an all insert whatever it is that you want to be a band? Do you think those kind of identities matter? I mean, I would like to say that it doesn't. I would like to say that, that for us, we got together because we friends who like hang out together and like things sit together and it really clicked. But at the same time, I think that uh, as a bunch of queers and friends who do hang out, not all of us, but some of us, um, I mean it's, it does really become an important part of the narrative, especially to the people who are listening to some of our music. And there is a lot of analysis of gender inevitably in some of our songs because it's something that does come up frequently and matter to us. So we're stuck sort of in this in-between space of it being 
you know, whether we're a good band or whether we're an all-femme band, an all-women band, or whatever it is, I think that ultimately they'll see us, they're going to see us, that's great. And if we can help people feel comfortable about where they're at and where they're at the same time, then that's all that really matters. You deal with all these like super heavy um, themes like mentality, gentrification, uh, um, drug crisis. Uh, how come punk rock lends itself to, to I guess, deconstruct those this shitty place that we live in? So I think uh, I mean one of the interesting things about punk as a genre is that it's always defined itself as being outside of uh, the regular norms of what society expects and a lot of times that's a dissenting voice against the systemic brutality and bullshit that people have to deal with every day. Um, especially now that I mean, people are becoming a lot more aware of, of intersecting um, lenses and frameworks which in people insist within all of this extra like hyper violence. Punk rock itself has always sort of blended itself to being also violent in the way that it exists with music scene. So like you have this, you know, music that kids can listen to and let out a lot of that energy from and feel like they're fitting into this this group where they may not necessarily feel accepted within society as well. Uh, and that's great. And I I, however, am like very hesitant to say that that's specifically a punk rock thing. And as somebody who appreciates tons of genres, I mean, you see those kinds of frameworks expressed within jazz. You see those kinds of frameworks expressed within some metal scenes. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's more just how the people in the groups are trying to, given the platform that they have, allow that narrative to be to be shared with everyone else. And I think that. You, when you have pockets of people from all scenes, from all communities, who can find something in your music that's most relatable. It shouldn't matter so much about the genre as it does the message. Um, but that's my, that's just my. called the self-critical theory um, but it seems uh, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it like relating it to my own life too much, but it's often hopeless right <laughs> what like do you have hope is there a future of worth existing oh, that's a good question um, okay so like so I'm a bit of a, of a theory nerd I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> and people oftentimes I think that's point of contention for people because it's you know that book smart blah 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 you can't yeah and I, I really I mean I'm writing my thesis right now it's a, it's a gender studies thesis but it, it really focuses on trying to take that theoretical application that is really helpful in a lot of places and make it more accessible and make it useful in a way where it can actually be. I think that any time that you're trying to, in a very like deconstructionist way, pick apart the things that are around you, it often feels like you're destroying the entire framework of the house, which can feel completely hopeless. And it is sometimes, and that's fine. And that's okay, because you have to have a bunch of rubble around you in order to start rebuilding the frameworks of the society that you want to see, or like, a group of friends that you want to see. A world on a much larger scale than you would like to see, but you have to be able to destroy yourself and destroy the things that are closest to you so that you're really engaging with everything that has made up that foundation and absolutely good. Otherwise, we're just using the same framework. So, I don't think hopeless is necessarily, hopelessness is not necessarily anything because there's, you have to have those moments in order to be able to people pull towards something else, which is always tied to your community and it's always tied to people that you meet who can share those like dreams and hopes well wishes. And that's why for me like why for me why I do stuff like this. For me why I lead or write or you know, engage with people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't write the song but I read it as a like 
like this reaction to like how feminist theory butts up against real lived experience and how sometimes there's a disconnect there. Yeah. For self-critical? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I also feel about that. We get a lot of questions about that one because, um, I mean, it's written very sarcastically, quite heavy-headed in the sarcasm department, and not everybody necessarily, they have to check in about that sometimes, which is legitimate. Um, but, yeah, as a gender studies thesis group, some of the <laughs> some of the theories absolutely ridiculous and outdated. But, Take what you want from it. Yeah! Song anthem too is kind of not necessarily sarcastic, but definitely critical of like current left wing engagements with like identity politics and the whole idea that you know, oh, check your privilege and that sort of like, yeah, and it's so funny too because Anthem was actually the first song that I really felt. Uh, is it okay if I say this? Say it. Anthem was like the first song that I really wrote that was like taught. Yeah. And taught I didn't know that. Yeah, because um, we had been talking about how some of our lyrics were a little bit <laughs> ruthless, and we were we needed a song that was a little oh, yeah, bit more uplifting. Yeah, yeah. In the end, right? Like it goes through I think a couple of movements. Yeah, this is like really of positivity. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't kind of like a let's work together message, right? Yeah. One of the things that I'm most critical of as an individual uh, is is sometimes the way in which we choose to define ourselves against our bodies um, without taking a minute to remind ourselves of why we're all fighting for similar, if not the same kinds of things. I think that um, the way that identity politics has come. It's, it's a difficult path. You're going to have people uh, on both sides of things who are using it in whatever way they feel that they need to to survive, but I would just, from my perspective anyway, and it's the only one I have to speak for, it's just that I I wish it was used less as armor and used more as as a, as a collective. So like, for me as an individual to stand in the world, I try and actively think about it as being like an umbrella of like anti-capitalism. Because under anti-capitalism, you're fighting with a bunch of other things that are systemic parts of the oppressed exactly what we've been living within the world and like under the Western narrative. I can't participate in all those things all the time the way that I would like to, but you know, you do your best yeah. what you can and you try and speak your truth and try and help support other people around you and that's it's not as good as you can get. For me. Anyway. I don't know about for you. You can, you can try as hard as you want, you're still gonna end up in a wall mirror at some point. <laughs> yeah, totally. <don't>, if you're like <laughs> stuck on the Back to your city and your band, but also just kind of the general scene and the history of Vancouver. Um, I was wondering how that feeds into your identities, band, and how you play together. Uh, Vancouver, yeah, I mean, Vancouver is cool because you have access to to a lot more people, you have a lot more stories, you have a lot more connections, you have a lot more experience living in the world. It's, it's a great it's a great, you know, centralized location that's got a mishmash of just, I mean, I mean, history aspect is, you know, I can't even get into it without getting into, like, colonial violence and, like, talking about displacement. And, you should. Like, gender friction is what we were born out of the experience of four people in this band who were, like, working on the downtown east side. Yeah, and this is the thing about Vancouver is that it's, 
its history is is built on colonization and violence. It it still continues to exist under colonization and violence all the time. And as I mean, four of us in the band uh, work in the downtown east side. Um, you know, mental health and addictions population, and uh, for me personally, I mean, those things strike home on a level that's not just professional as well, and to exist within this, like, hyper-violent city that's enacting violence on its own citizens, where you have to take that violence and turn it into something constructive so you can, you can work with it and try and make a corner for yourself within that, like, I don't know, catastrophic emotions. It's really difficult to make people recognize it as violence too, because people see structural violence as real violence. They blame the victims of it for their own circumstances. True, and that's a lot of what we're seeing with like the federal crisis right now. With like, I mean, like I, I can't speak for anyone else in our band, but like I've attended almost well over twenty memorials in the last two years for like friends and and like family and people that I've worked with and it's been a really tough time for us in the last two or three years to just watch this blame game happen back and forth but Aaron's right it's just always like we put it back on on the people who have the least control or the least access to places where they should be given something that will help help them have the life that they deserve and that they're entitled to but unfortunately I mean, that's part of what systemic violence does, is it just it functions to keep everybody down and make sure that they don't realize what their own worth is, and that's the most energy thing of all. So the class divide in Vancouver's growing. My question is just about the future of the band, what's next? Tours, albums? Oh, I take, like, I can't speak for the rest of them, but I, personally I'm taking everything day by day, and the whole, like, experience with, like, what happened with Rebel Spells, it's made me very, like, we're just gonna do this tour and then see what happens. They are working on new songs. So the future of the band oh. is if we are still friends at the end of this tour. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure that most of us would be. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I look at you skeptically. Then uh, that's a high percentage. Most. The most. <laughs> most. It's like ninety-two percent. Ninety-two percent sure. Nah. After this tour, I think. Um, we're gonna go back to the table yeah, and we're down we're here. Got a few songs, which we've been doing yeah. with us as well. Yeah. And uh, I think we're gonna put out a full-length album. Maybe hit a real studio. Yeah. Hit a... Hey. Elliot's on, right? Oh, no, Elliot's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'd be fine with... I'd be totally actually fine with working with Elliot. <laughs> it's actually... Uh, yeah. That's on the record. I'm not just saying that because it's on the record. It actually, <laughs> it actually did go really well. And there you have it. There was my interview with Alien Boys, Sarah and, and Aaron. Um, it was fun to do. It's my first real, my first big boy interview. I, I channeled my inner Shad for that one. <laughs> Not your inner Tom Power? No. Oh, man, I can't stand that guy. I um, You heard it here, guys. Fuck Tom Power. Yeah. Say it, say it, say it, into, say it into the mic. Wait, hold on. Is your mic on? Say it again. No, hold on. Say it again. No, that's not it. Uh, well, Jeff said fuck Tom Power. <laughs> Wait, um... Anyway... Maybe it's this one. Try, try it now. No, it's not that one. <laughs> You, you really want to get this fuck time power on the air, don't you? Wait, try now. No, I don't know. Uh, okay, anyway. Hey, Mike, you made it in. You, I, I did. You got off at the wrong bus stop. Sure but did. you came in. Um, and you're almost healed. Yep. I like how over the summer we've been tracking the progress of your... Of my broken hand. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I, I guess next week I can give you a high five, huh? I mean, I could do it with your other hand. Phrasing. Anyway, got some got some music lined up for tonight. Uh, this first track is going to be Oi Poloi with Boot Down the Door here on Rebel Time Radio.
Hey, you're listening to Rebel Time Radio on 100.3 Sound FM, soundfm.ca, or Rogers K. Oh, I messed that up. Wow. Wow. Welcome to... 102.7 Radio Waterloo. Yeah. Force of habit. That was... That was pretty good. Caught myself at the very end there. Yeah, you almost recovered. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that last track was MDC with Pollution. Before that was The Rebel Spell with More Heart. Uh... Naked Aggression with Right Now and started the set off with Oi Kaloi Boot Down the Door. Hey, we got a, a special guest um, disc jockey, sp- special SPDJ in here. Uh, it's Jeff. No, I don't think your mic's working. I think you're going to have to. Oh, yeah, swing it over. Well, Can you hear me now? Yeah. Cool. Um, I can't see the computer to tell you what I'm going to play. But, hey, Dan, what's the first song I'm going to play? It's um, on your iPod. First, first, Jeff, before we go into this, tell me a bit about yourself. What are your punk rock credentials? I have none. Awesome. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great. Uh, first song you got is uh, by a band called Snuggler. No, uh, it's, it's called... just Snuggle with an exclamation. Oh, sorry, with Snuggle an with an exclamation. Yes, uh, they're a band from Seattle. Um, kind of like a really fast skate pop punk band. Uh, nice and catchy. I think you'll like it. Yeah, Jeff has no Jeff has no punk rock credentials, and I can't read good. So there we go. Um, We're just a bunch of fackers. How long you've been waiting to say fackers on the radio? Oh, I said faffers. Oh, but fapper, I could say fapper too. Okay. Anyway, here's a snuggle. The song's called "The Less We Believe" by uh, special guest DJ Jeff.
They're excused. They're not. This is the left, the violent left. They are haters, and they're out there doing their best to ruin what is otherwise a fine American day. And I resent that bitterly.
peaceful about it. Why not, you know, chant and, and, and hold your signs and things, but when you take the barricades and you destroy the building and when you set fires, isn't that counterproductive? You know, I think that the left has been far too timid for way too long. And it's why we've even gotten in this position where we even have someone like Donald Trump leading a fascist movement as the president of the United States. We need to make sure that we have more mass protests, more militant protests that are mass and militant. You can trust anyone in this fucking world. They want to keep you down. You keep you complacent. It's their agenda. Disregard all evidence. It Back to Rebel Time Radio. That was a uh, that was a set from uh, special guest DJ Jeff, who I think played like defining songs of our post-Trump world. <laughs> yeah, uh, that last song there was Black Mold with Trust and Flower with When Their Final Building Falls and Argument with Some of Them Ellipsis and Failed State with Get Back in C. We're in the sea. Well, pardon me. I'm burpy tonight. Gassy, sorry. Before that was uh, Riot Porn. with That was a side A of their self-titled thing. So you heard like three songs there. And uh, that first song there was by Snuggle with The Less We Believe. Hey, Mike, you want to round off our uh, our show tonight? Yeah, sure. Got a couple more tracks to play before uh, my audio face starts up. Gonna play some uh, Heyoka with Sous Control. Next up, uh, Jeunesse et Patride with Hochelaga. And finishing the set off with I, I Object Teaching Revenge. Let's play some uh, Heyoka here on Rebel Time Radio. 